0: microphone picked that up did you hear that
1: i heard it did that was the did you see was, little noise bubbles on your thing oh,
0: i didn't check for noise bubbles because i was too busy looking at the glass a light effervescence oh God. uh medium gold mm-hmm. uh what very watery meniscus mm. almost a two uh, almost a two watery meniscus mm-hmm. i would say
1: what's the it's uh the, what's the acidity you think on that
0: whoa um i haven't tasted it yet i'm still on smell oh it smells like highlighter.
1: Mm hmm.
0: And, um, do you know the uh, purple glue stick? Yes. <laughs> it smells a lot like purple glue stick. Okay. And then, um, uh, like nail polish remover. So I'm going to say high alcohol content. Mm, uh, yes. Um, give, give it a taste here.
1: Yes!
0: Oh, <laughs> so there's, like, You're a lot disgusting. of, like... disgusting.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Teresa, I'm sorry.
0: Emily apologize to you. Uh, sorry, listeners, that you were rudely interrupted by Teresa there. Um, it's got a very, um, very lemony, mm. floral, um, wet slate. I see. Um, chalkboard. Um... It's, from the back of the bottle, I know it's medium sweet to sweet.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. So, I'm going to go ahead and say this is a 2014 Riesling from the Colombian Valley. Mm. Uh, I believe it was made by Chateau Saint-Michel, mm. uh, tw- 2014.
1: That's uh, interesting. Is it French? Is it a French?
0: No. Is it a French
1: varietal?
0: it's not it's from seattle
1: <laughs> it's from S- okay jason
0: so i really it tried should like
1: at least come from california
0: i know i really tried <laughs> i went to i went to the wine store and like i looked and like i don't know wine at all uh,
1: uh you want to know what i'm drinking
0: i do want to know what you're drinking
1: all right well
0: if you mine's a white yeah in case you, in case i don't know who's does Ryan Kenny drink wine? I mean, that's who we're really making this podcast. Yeah, for Ryan. Let's,
1: what do you drink? What do you
0: drink, Ryan? What are you drinking right now? Ryan,
1: tell us exactly what you want.
0: Um, okay, but actually, this is—I hate—I don't like wine that much. But this, I'm gonna drink the rest of this. It's so good.
1: Yeah, Riesling was one of the first uh, wines I could like really kind of get down with because it's—it's like it's sweet. It's yummy.
0: Oh, it's it's it is real sweet, but it's yeah. also um, it's got enough. Like alcohol and acidity, where it feels like I'm drinking wine.
1: No, you definitely are, so. You're definitely drinking wine. Um, I'm drinking red. I'm drinking a Cabernet Sauvignon. Cab Sav? Cab Sav, aged in bourbon barrels. Ooh. And the uh, vintage on this would be 2015.
0: So it's a young, it's a young cab. It's a
1: young cab, but it does come from Robert Mondavi's private selection. So and
0: it has a bright, bright future. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, bourbon barrels. Is it like from America? Is it American?
1: Yes. Uh, Monterey County. Roll? So yeah. I'm pretty sure we're looking at. I should know that. Yeah, no, it's from Cali. Here's the deal. So I went to school at UC Davis for a time, and Robert Mondavi, who does produce quite a bit of wine, he actually funded um, a ton of stuff at our campus, and our campus had a viticulture program, so you could actually study winemaking there. And we had, like, vineyards and stuff. It was very cool. That's Um,
0: so California.
1: Thank you. It's very NorCal. Um,
0: mm, I didn't. When I said it's so California, uh, just to clarify, I didn't mean no it's Southern, Southern Cali- California. No, yeah, okay. <laughs> only an idiot would say. think
1: that you would say that.
0: Right, I because I I knew that um, Monterey County has to be No Cal. Um, but actually, I I probably did know that because like the South is all desert, and you can't. If there's one thing everyone knows about wine growing, it's mm-hmm. that it, you need places to grow. Yeah. Fertile land.
1: Fertile, good land. Yeah, Southern California. Well, now they have water, but uh, they did not. But they ship it in. From Northern Cal, yeah.
0: And it all tastes like grapes.
1: Yes. Yes, yes. That'd be
0: so fun. If we had, like, flavored water instead of just having, like, hot and cold tap.
1: That oh like out of your tap I oh yeah understand.
0: i don't mean i, I was don't like mean, they like,
1: make they make all of those
0: <laughs> i wasn't pulling i wasn't pulling an emily where like i i invented, invented farming
1: that... <laughs> uh no i mean but i go straight to idiocracy where they just had like gatorade and all of their uh mm-hmm. stuff
0: i also think it's worth worth noting for the listener uh and i i say listener singular for a reason that uh you're drinking out of a, a jar
1: so like I don't have wine glasses yet. So, yeah. No,
0: it that's really I that's really uh rustic chic.
1: Thank you. I felt better about doing it out of a small mason jar than out of a small glass cuz I just felt like, oh, at least I'm like it seems crafty.
0: Here's a here's an important question though. Did you buy that mason jar at like for the sole purpose of using it to drink out of or no. is it repurposed?
1: oh i use mason jars for overnight oats goldfish
0: what was that first thing
1: you said overnight oats
0: oh okay what did
1: you think i said have you heard of overnight oats
0: i mean i know the general idea of it i don't deal with oats i don't do (laughs) oats oatmeal granola um those are all oat right like i don't
1: you don't fucks with it it's okay
0: no, my breakfast consists of donuts or nothing else.
1: And you're, like, so skinny. I hate that, Jason.
0: Uh, but I'm gaining weight.
1: I, I can't tell if you're proud
0: <laughs> or, like, like,
1: offering it as a, con- a consolation. I, I, I don't
0: think I'm gaining weight uh, by any uh, any change in habits. I think it's just that I'm, you know. Aging? I'm, I'm aging a little bit. Just, aging. Uh, like just celebrated f- the big two, three, and uh, things just aren't the same anymore.
1: Um. Yeah. I heard your
0: segue. I'm ready for it. Do it. No,
1: if no, no, no. no.
0: It passed. No. You're right. If you if you can't, if you don't catch it while it's gone by. God bless you. That's twice in this episode that you have interrupted. Usually we lock her in the bedroom and we don't have these problems. Oh, my God. But you put a little wine in her. You know?
1: Yeah. Are you gonna keep? Are you committed to that glass? You're gonna kill it.
0: Oh, I'm gonna drink the rest of this bottle. By the end, we have of this episode. Yeah, we're seven minutes in, and by the end of the episode, I will drink the whole bottle. We have
1: 30 minutes to finish a bottle of wine each. That does not sound like a good idea. I drank about a half a bottle of wine on Saturday night, and I was a little hungover the next day.
0: (laughs) Only a little. If I drink, if I drink a half a bottle of wine, I will say that this bottle seems very thin. So if I have any hope at succeeding, it is in that. Um, But if I drank half a bottle of wine, I wouldn't go to work for a week. Um,
1: Yeah.
0: I don't know. So we've
1: tiptoed around wine a lot.
0: Yeah, why are we drinking so much, Emily? What's that about? Are we just alcoholics now, or is there a purpose to all this?
1: I mean, definitely leaning into the first. um, But, yeah, well, I think you picked it. But last week, or this week, we watched uh, Psalm. S-O-M-M. S-O-M-M on the Netflix, and it is about uh, sommeliers who are people that know a lot about wine and help people in fancy restaurants pick out wine, and this doc followed, was it four? Four gentlemen?
0: Yeah, like, there's the main three, but then you have, like, your side four.
1: Yeah. Uh, Who are pursuing their master sommelier... Uh, certification, which is, like, this huge test. Uh, it's, it's very intense. Currently, there are 149 Master Sommeliers in America, mm. um, and there are 236 worldwide. So it's not something that a lot of people do.
0: Right. So if, if you're like me before watching this documentary, you say – well, I know nothing about wine, so probably the rest of the world knows just as little as I do. Um, you'd be wrong. There are people who care um, quite a bit about uh, about wine, uh, and they they channel their efforts in in um, fantastical ways. I guess is what I'd say. Why don't in you just ways, say how
1: you really feel?
0: I didn't like the documentary. Okay. Um, I think I think that. <laughs> Um, no, I like the documentary. As okay. a documentary, as a documentary on its own, it's fine. If it isn't for the fact that wine tasting, as an industry, is complete and total bullshit. Um, there is there is scientific evidence to the fact that people cannot discern between two wines, that uh, that they are there. It is it is impossible to do. And people who claim they are doing it are not doing it. It is uh, a hoax. It is a sham. It is fake. Um, so watching these guys spend thousands of hours—is that safe to say? Sure. Yeah. Tons, like spending years of their life devoted to uh, sipping wine and spitting wine and smelling wine. um, Was it? It's sort of. It's kind of heartbreaking in a way that the and the doc the documentary didn't mention it.
1: Did not mention any of that. <laughs> Jason is waving his arms for <laughs> for the purpose of making a Emphasis. point. Emphasis, that was the word I was really missing. How are you how are you gonna make
0: a documentary about some Right. Wine tasting, right? Without mentioning the fact that that modern science says it it doesn't work.
1: Uh, I mean, I don't think that was the point. Like, the point was these like four dudes and their journey. But like, if you want to dive into like wine tasting being bullshit, have you ever tasted? Like, have you ever gone wine tasting? No, I have not. Okay
0: done. Okay, no. Can
1: can <laughs> somebody End. can
0: somebody taste wine? Yeah, of course. The same way you can like what that's not that's not the point. The point is in a blind taste test, if you are given a wine and you like are told here what wine is this and like uh is this wine better than this wine? There's no there's no correlation between training and advanced study and being able to to, to, to to determine which wine is better And which wine came from where It can't be done
1: Alright So I'm, in a, I'm not I'm not uh, seasoned enough with wine To like really speak to that uh, I'm kind of just starting to uh, Journey through red wines And I'm figuring out what I like and what I don't like uh, So I've, I've found like varietals that I don't like For sure, And ones that I do like. So then the ones I do like, like I try different brands of the same wine and I still can tell which ones I like better than others. So I'll say that. But the other thing, so I mentioned this to you a little earlier. So I used to do olive oil tastings. My family had an olive oil store.
0: This is a fact about you that I feel like you have brushed under the rug.
1: I probably have. In,
0: the, in, the, in, the, <laughs> in the, all the bios I've read of you, you know, in programs, on Facebook, on Twitter, yeah. you never mention, which is a, a pivotal point, I think, that you have a background in artisanal olive oils.
1: I, I very much do. Um, my dad had a store for a few years. Uh, An so olive oil worst... store. Yes. So we carried only California certified extra virgin olive oils.
0: California certified. So that means that they came from California?
1: Came from California, and they go through a certification process to make sure that the taste is right and that the chemical uh, build is correct. So, Because
0: that's a whole scandal where a lot of olive oils, yes. they just mix and match, and they're like, here, this is olive oil.
1: Correct. And so uh, with that said, wine... Sorry.
0: To, no, wait. I don't want to move too fast on this. So yeah. your father had a long history in olives or olive oil
1: no he just it was like a franchise and he just like enjoyed the store it was like it was fun we carried like balsamic vinegars too and i would taste those which like balsamic and wine are not so very different um probably true we carried balsamic that was aged like 18 years and like tasting that was incredible um um and so And California is a huge producer of olive oil And it's a huge producer of wine So like where you can No
0: idea on the olive oil But it makes sense Yeah You paired it with wine like that
1: Well even in like Italy and France Like where you can grow right. grapes You can grow olives Right um, And it's similar I don't know The processing's similar Only in that like olive oil doesn't age But anyway So I had to Kind of act like a sommelier to some people I'm gonna call myself an olive oil sommelier It's fine
0: Is there a word for it? I don't think so sure
1: um and it's called an olive oil sommelier as of march 21st 2017 right now right now um so yeah so i would take people through a tasting and i would like point out to them like things that they should notice in different olive oils and like i would like slurp it and like let it coat my throat like very pretentious like these guys and not to the degree of them obviously like, I had trained myself enough at one point where, like, I could taste the difference between different, like, types of olives and different brands. So, in conclusion, I feel like with a train enough palate, you could recognize certain elements in wine.
0: I, I think, okay, so I think that's definitely true. That, like, obviously, if, you know, with a trained palate... And with an un, even an untrained palate, you should be able to tell the difference between, you know, a red wine and a white wine. And with a trained palate, you should probably be able to taste the difference between a Cab Sav and a Cab Merlot. Um, but that's probably Cab Merle. <laughs> Cab Merle? Cab Low? I was going to say Cab Low. I was like, I like Cab Low. Probably Cab Low. Cab Low? Um, uh. Cablo for the table, please. One cablo for the tableau. Thank you, everybody. No. Thank you so much. I'm going to put in right here. It's going to go clapping sound effects, followed by uh, uproarious laughter sound effects. Do it. Just just a mark for that. Um, Yeah. No, I'm not disputing the fact that someone can taste the difference between different kinds of wine. What I'm saying is that the idea that you can taste a wine and be like, this is 2008 versus this is 2012 or... Uh, this comes from this region or this comes from that region or the bigger one the thing that they do a lot of studies on this one is worth 150 or this one's worth 15 it just you they you can't do it um, and the people who like taste wines and then say like oh this is the superior wine so there's like tons of studies if you if you wikipedia blind wine tasting there's like 30 studies and i wanted to like print them all out so i could bring them and like you know like this was a courtroom drama and like wave them around and like really like i was sean spicer and be like how do you refute all this prop
1: right um i just also want to point out to to ryan kenny uh jason did pick this documentary so oh no okay
0: okay hold on you went in
1: so biased
0: if I picked this documentary because I thought it was gonna be about how wine tasting is bullshit, um, and literally, like, I <laughs> sat down to watch it. I sat down with Teresa, and I was like, at some point it's gonna turn. You know what I mean? Like, at some point there's gonna be a twist, and we were like half hour in we forty minutes in, and I was like, okay, it's been going on for a while, but there could still be that second act twist where the whole thing is bullshit. Um,
1: wow. And it never happened.
0: Okay, here's a big, here's a big piece of evidence this is like a little bit conspiracy theory but i know you oh like conspiracy theory so um in this documentary they all do a uh, in order to become a master yeah, you have to do a blind taste test this thing which i've already just told you dear listener that uh, it's bullshit okay they have to do a blind taste test three whites and three reds nobody's matched i will say
1: that and
0: okay so (laughs) nobody's matched and yet multiple people pass the test right multiple people become master sommeliers even though we know that it's impossible for them all to have been right
1: okay i hear you and here's and wait
0: last thing there though what's the one fact that what's the one fact we learned just kind of casually about those blind taste tests We will never know what the real wine is. They never tell you the correct answers. Now proceed, Monami.
1: Uh, so, so what I'll say though, hey, I think we need to explain a little bit about like what the fuck happened in this thing. So we follow these four guys. uh, Well, this main group of three, and then kind of some other people. Uh. And so they're studying for this exam, which is a three-part exam. You have to do a test on theory. Um, You have to show that you know how to do service. And then you have to do the tasting, the blind blind tasting, which is, like Jason said, three reds and three whites. So these guys are, like, studying and training for this for a year. It's only – the test is only offered once a year. And it's a cumulative thing, I believe, where you need enough points from all the three parts to move
0: on. I think, correct me if I'm wrong, they've already gone through a certain amount of testing and training, right? This is, like, the final step. Yes, yes, because you, you can pay 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 other be other levels, other levels, like levels of a uh, Master, master and it's like, is like... It's like the KKK, where, yeah, you know, there's yeah, different levels. Exactly, exactly. It's, exact, just, like it's just like that. Or uh,
1: Girl Scout. Right, right. Exactly, exact, another, another, another great example. Exam. Uh-huh. Um... So that's kinda so so that's so so kind
0: of the um, So back to so tasting, tasting, tasting,
1: tasting. Um, um, three days, So they have they have, have six wines in total, in total, they and have they have twenty five minutes. minutes.
0: Yeah, it seemed like approximately twenty five so, so, minutes, but yeah. So so, so, so I think so I that extra had 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 because if you were if you were
1: comparing like two wines and you have all the time in the world. I feel like your process is going to be different. Like, they're drinking six different types of wine. Like, even if you're uh, good about, like, cleansing your palate, like, there's just... That just seems like you're going to get fucked up somehow. And, like, I don't know. I don't doubt that. So...
0: I think it's also possible, and I I would give this benefit of the doubt, it is possible that for the purposes of the documentary that they... Put more emphasis on the blind taste test than is actually how much um, it, it's worth point wise.
1: Yeah, because with no one knowing like what the actual wines were, because in my mind I was like, well, how many of these do you got to get right? <laughs> like, if you get right. if you get two right, is that great? Or like, if you get or are you expected to get like six? Like, I couldn't really gauge. And I don't know if anyone really knew. Uh, I also like how, I also wondered to
0: what extent like. At one point, um, I don't know any of their names besides Ian. Um, at one point, um, the sporty uh, the black guy, guy, the blonde guy for for Dylin Yeah, you know, there you go, Dylan. Um, not Dylan. No. Uh, mentions how like he already feels like he has an in with all the masters. Yeah, it's so, like he feels like he's got it in the bag. Okay, spoiler alert: he doesn't. He doesn't become a master sommelier, but still, that made me think. Once I knew that the the scoring was all kind of secretive that this may in some ways be like a charade you know just totally. to just to decide who they want to accept into their club and see who like they feel is worthy so to speak yeah um but cuz i don't it didn't seem like they ever got to learn like what their scores were or how they did on anything yeah so
1: um so of the storylines, who did you who'd you like? Um, I'm gonna help you. It's uh, Ian, and then there's also uh, uh, so I looked it up, so that's why Brian <laughs> and I think Brian was the bald one, and then there was Dustin, and Dustin and dus- was like the sporty, the sporty. Dustin guy.
0: was the one that looked like Screech from Saved by the Bell.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: Whose name I'd like to point out is also Dustin Diamond.
1: Is it Dustin Diamond? No, it's Dustin Wilson.
0: I think that one's
1: Dustin because Brian was the other one.
0: Okay, but seriously look up a picture of Dustin Diamond and tell me that he doesn't look like our friend Dustin from uh, from the documentary. In any case, I was without question drawn most or connected most to dustin as a person Mm -hmm. but i think ian's the more interesting story um ian's the one uh is blondie um are you looking up dustin diamond
1: uh i'm looking up dustin wilson to make sure i got them right no i'm wrong dustin was the bald one Uh, Brian mcclintock
0: well there goes my whole conspiracy theory that dustin diamond is a master sommelier yes so Um, brian
1: is the one that looks like he's got screech qualities
0: great so so screech was i think my favorite in just in terms of personality but um i think ian was the most interesting just in terms of like you know he really dedicated his whole livelihood to this test um he reminded me a lot of what i assume um Spelling
1: Bee kids grow up to be? Yes. He was he was so uptight and mm-hmm. so serious about it. And I don't think you shouldn't be serious about it, but like they'd show clips of these like like the four guys would all be hanging out and they'd be like kind of just having a good night, but then also like training with each other and tasting different wines. And I think they were probably starting to get a little drunk and like three of them were like laughing and having a great time. <laughs> and ian he was. and he reminded me of like um uh michael Sarah, a little bit of just like taking mm-hmm. it too serious and just like no i'm just saying like you know i'm here to take this really seriously and like you guys i feel like you guys are kind of like just pissing on it and like digging around and like i'm just you know just just like calmly laying out his anger and frustration
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah um that reminds me also one thing that i want to call out about this documentary which i thought was very very interesting and uh are you trying to hold it close to the microphone oh i got it
1: don't worry um
0: this is uh emily's seventh glass of wine in case you're counting um they one thing that this documentary did which i thought was an interesting tactic um and unexpected for this documentary was the fact that um, a lot of it was told by the main characters, girlfriends and wives. Yeah. Um, and it was very much from their perspective, a lot of what we were learning. I thought that was very weird and interesting. Yeah, because um, they're kind
1: of still outsiders. Like they understand what's going on, mm-hmm. but like they don't really partake. Actually, I have two things to say.
0: Number one
1: One, So the spit bucket is real with wine And I, and that's fine I accept the spit bucket But let me sure. just tell you If my man was having wine nights With his buddies And there was a Say spit it. bucket
0: Say I am it. not
1: cleaning that shit in the morning Right? No I was and appalled not... I was like no I think that's awful and disgusting And he should throw that shit away
0: You know the no. thing where you Where someone's sleeping And you put their hand in warm water? Yeah that is what you do with the spit bucket. You take that right to the bed and you put his hand in it. Because what the yeah. who who does that?
1: No, I I was like absolutely not. Like I'll tolerate your obsessiveness. That's fine, but like I'm not cleaning your bucket of spit. Like that looked disgusting. No, um, that,
0: and and they they all said it with like a kind of like chuckle, and I was like, no, that's your.
1: Oh, I'd be pissed. I would literally. Agree. It would be like a a problem. Um, yeah. But then the other thing was is that, you know, let's say, like, Teresa got really into this. Would you be down with with your SO, like, being a slave to this thing for at least a year? Right. I mean, that's the thing. And I get obsessiveness. Like, I could totally see myself going into, like, some sort of a rabbit hole like this one day. But, like, these guys were up at, like, midnight studying Plus, they had jobs, and they all had girlfriends. And the girlfriends got hella neglected.
0: Well, so on the one hand, like, I get... I mean, I see how it happens from the girlfriend's perspective, right? Where, like, you're dating someone or you're married to someone, and they're like, yo, I want to be a sommelier. And you're like, what's that? And they're like, oh, you know, I like wine. And you can, like, be supportive. And then you can't... Like, if you start off being, like, supportive, like, yeah, follow your dreams, and then that dream becomes a nightmare... I don't know how you pull that back. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know how you say, like, hey, I guess sh- sh- you can just... Maybe you can just say, like, yo, your dream is ruining our relationship, and maybe that's an acceptable unacceptable out. Yeah. But I don't know. Like, I, I don't... The, you know, we don't have anything in our relationship that's like that, where it's like Teresa loves this thing and wants to do this thing, but it's tearing us apart. Right. Um, and I can't even really think of what that thing could be
1: um, short of
0: like heroin because
1: like let me just (laughs) because here's the thing though these crazy motherfuckers are the same people that run the barkley marathon you see what i'm saying like it's the same type of person of like they've just achieved so much in like whatever field they're in or whatever that like they just have to do like the hardest next thing which is totally fine but i definitely thought about that
0: I also think, like the Barkley Marathons, though, you get to the end, and you have to wonder whether the ends justified the means. Um, Obviously, the Barkley Marathons, you win, like, nothing. Yeah. um, And you get no recognition, and no one cares. This, you at least get a pin, and it probably helps you in the workplace to a certain extent. Oh, sure. Um, But, like, how many job openings are there for Master sommeliers? You know what I mean? Like, it can't be... It can't be the most useful certification to have, right? But again, um,
1: there's how many people?
0: Yeah, a hun- there's so less great. So than a
1: hundred, and there's less than two hundred just in the country. Like, think about if you just think about San Francisco, Los Angeles, New York, and Chicago, high end restaurants. Yeah, there's plenty okay, of work but, for all those people. But
0: yeah, no, I'm not saying that they're, you're not going to get a job, but like it's only to a point. Like, sure, like you're you're, you know, you're spending upwards of probably two to three years studying for this exam and like at the end you're working in a restaurant and i'm not saying that that's not a fine goal to have i'm just saying i wonder whether in the end these people look back and they're like was this all really worth it especially when you consider like that ian guy like clearly has a mind to like you know Focus and study and prepare for things Like he could probably study And prepare for something much more interesting And worthwhile <laughs> Than wine
1: I guess but they're all so like emotionally attached In like the story the bottle tells No
0: they're No, no I know anything. that
1: you're not They are though. No he, but he
0: isn't no, either yes, They all they just are. like got drunk and they were like 23 <laughs> And they were like I could do this Like yeah let's I'll drink more wine forever <sighs> And then they just, they signed up for a test.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure they just decided to commit to the bit at that point and lose and yes. lose any semblance of a social life.
0: That's how we got the 45th president. Whoa, commit to the bit. Way to bring commit it topical. Commit to the bit.
1: Um. So, where were we? Oh, we were talking about the guys. Yeah, Ian was intense. Ooh. I thought, okay, so now that we've gotten their names all sorted out, Brian Screech. Brian slash Screech He was also my favorite Um
0: Because very down to earth
1: Super Like I would get Like I would feel comfortable Being ignorant about wine In front of him I'd be like Dude yeah. just lay it out for me And I feel like he'd like Kind of bro down a little bit Which uh, I would find comforting In my dining experience But I also loved You're gonna shit on it And it's fine But I loved How he was talking about Like for the three of them Like like it's okay if one no, person passes right. but if two people pass that's the worst case scenario and like he couldn't even really talk about it like he was like best case scenario is we all three pass next is that just one of us passes cuz at least the other two have each other you know the last one <laughs>
0: like- <laughs> what i liked about that too though <laughs> so is sweet. it was it was a really it was a really great moment where like um which i don't f- i feel like sometimes you don't get in documentaries but you get it in scripted things where it's like he was saying one thing but he really meant something else right yeah he was saying it would be terrible if two people got it and one person didn't and he did mean that but what he also really meant is and what I think he was feeling was I'm gonna be the one who fails and I'm gonna be left all alone and it was a that was a very touching and like strong moment it was really one of the only moments where it felt like they were a team and interconnected No, that's not fair. But, like, it was one of the strongest moments where they felt like a team and interconnected, and I, like, cared about him.
1: Yeah. No, I liked – I thought that was a really good moment to have, and it felt genuine from him. Like, in the beginning, I was like, I don't get this guy's deal. He looks like he plays baseball. Like, I'm confused. But, but, um, no, he was really sweet. And, spoiler, like, here's what happens if you haven't watched. Um, But the worst-case scenario does happen. And, okay, for real, like, I cried.
0: Stop <laughs> No, it. I did
1: when he passed. So Brian passes and uh, Dustin passes. Dustin was so emotional and like I could mm-hmm. not fucking handle it. So I definitely kind of teared up when they got it. And then
0: his uh when he when his master or whatever who um who tells him how, that he got it, yeah. he did such a good job at it too. Because and like you could tell like this is the best part of his years when he gets to fuck to... with people who passed. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, that was fun
1: um so so then Ian didn't pass and like I wasn't emotional about it cuz like Ian's not emotional
0: but also though like fuck him like if there was one guy who like I didn't want to pass it was him
1: kind of though cuz like here's the thing so he was doing his uh one of his final taste like practice tastings and he uh, like I forgot that about really, this. really yeah. fucking bothered me so he w- he um another he, he fucked up you fu- he got the wines he wrong you got the wines wrong and you're and you're doing this training with another master so it's like someone who's extremely trained and works in this industry and the guy's like no like I'm telling you like this is what the You know, first one was and this is what the second one and like while he was talking to him Ian was just obsessed between these two wines and like I need to see the bottle and I need to sip this and it's like dude and he was like you
0: accidentally switched them maybe you made a mistake when you poured them and stuff like that and he
1: left and thought that he that Ian was right and the the master was even like I'm sure he thinks he's right I'm sure he still thinks he's right but like he's wrong it's like dude maybe you need to let your ego go a little bit and like listen Mm
0: -hmm. sometimes
1: he Even when to they're do real that.
0: people, it's good to it's good to see people's egos uh you know get ruined then. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Take them you down? Know, nowadays nowadays being egotistical is not necessarily going to take you down. So uh that's sad and true. Hey, aren't we all sad and true? Cheers. Um I think
1: <laughs> Oh, I wish we could cheers. That's a bummer thing about talking to each other yeah, on a camera. Yeah, let's cheers. Let's cheers. Are you going to clink the Oh, that was nice.
0: I would like to say um, that it's, I think it's important to say that there's a. If you enjoy this documentary, there is a second documentary mm-hmm. of which Emily and I watched um, half of, so together we watched the whole thing. Um, it's called Some Into the Bottle. The 30 minutes I watched I think it might be The better documentary
1: It's definitely more um, about The process of wine Which I'm excited yeah. about So I'm definitely Going to keep watching it
0: You learn a lot more About wine as a thing um, And it's it's got all The same characters So you know If you loved uh, Dustin Diamond And you just got to have more uh, He's in it um, And it looks a lot better In the second documentary mm-hmm. um, And so that's also on Netflix So I would recommend If you uh, if you liked this Even, uh, even a bit you should dive. You should uncork. No. The second time. Did you like that? No,
1: you're too proud
0: about it. I liked it. Um. <laughs> uh, that's good for me. I think that's a good enough podcast. Oh yeah,
1: and you know what? <laughs> I actually realized that you picked this, so yeah. So you have to pick the next topic. Yeah. So why don't well, you uh, uh, yeah. tell everybody mm-hmm. where to find us?
0: Sure. So if you would like to, if you would like to follow us, you can. Absolutely do that. Uh, you can go to Facebook dot com slash postdoc where we regularly post the latest episode, but not all the time. So if uh if we miss one that's on that's on you, I guess. You gotta or I guess that's on us. So then so then you could try Twitter. Twitter dot com slash postdoc and that anytime we post on Facebook it also shows up on Twitter. And then on top of that we post sometimes just on Twitter. Some hot tweets. So um you might want to do that but again sometimes we forget to post there um your best bet is to subscribe on itunes because we can't forget to post it on itunes um an even better bet would be to go to tumblr uh, which is postdocpodcast.tumblr.com because there is zero chance we will forget to put it on tumblr it happens automatically Um, we're also on podbean and stitcher uh we have a gmail account Uh, Postdocpodcast.gmail.com Which Emily and I check every Morning Mm -hmm. and every Night Mm -hmm. it's very important to us Uh, We know that a podcast is only As strong as its gmail account so we Have the strongest gmail account possible Uh, As always we're Sponsored by Casper mattresses Casper please give us money Um, Emily what are we watching next week
1: Alright I put this one on my list A little while ago it's popped up I think it's newer well it was done in 2016 so it's pretty new
0: oh wow it is it's 2017 now
1: i know so it's still pretty new. <laughs> that's
0: bad I, you would say that that was a young wine
1: oh no it's true um okay so we're gonna watch magicians uh, um,
0: there that is a sci-fi show what is uh okay what is this? a
1: bad sci-fi show
0: is it my coworker worker loves i it.
1: know i didn't like it maybe you'll like it it wasn't harry potter and i was upset um okay. and it was and it also wasn't stranger things which i was trying to replace so that's maybe my mm-hmm. own shit but um yes life in the impossible four magicians with specialties that span the illusion spectrum share personal stories and offer surprising professional insights
0: Okay, so you already know I love magic. I know. So I think this is gonna be this is gonna be this is gonna be good.
1: No, I think so. I think it'll be another like fun cultural weirdo thing.
0: Um, got a quote.
1: A wine quote. Obvi-
0: obviously, it's a quote about wine. Um, this is probably a mis a- misattributed uh-huh. misattributed. It's probably not actually from this person, but. Uh, I've been reading Poor Richard's Almanac, so uh, we're gonna go with Benjamin Franklin cool. on this. Benjamin Franklin probably didn't say podcasts are constant proof that God loves us and loves to see us happy.
1: What does that have to do with wine?
0: Well, it, there was no other way. There's no other nouns like what you want me to say. Wine is constant proof that documentaries love us and love to see us happy. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Bye. Uh Emily here's to here's to you here's to you
1: man